The Chief Executive of Cricket Australia is Nick Hockley. Nick, season's greetings. Welcome. Thanks, Jared. Thank you for having me. Um, that, it felt just right. Was it what you had in mind to honour Shane Warne? I think so. I think as much as anything, that moment, just the appreciation, the outpouring of appreciation um, for what everything that Shane was, I think that moment captured it captured it perfectly and for me just seeing the players on the ground stopping uh, and applauding um, and then as you say everyone uh, doffing their uh, floppy hat um, it was a very very special moment that I think people will remember for a very long time and I know um, that uh, and hopefully I think for, for Shane's family um, you know they could actually see just the the love for, for Shane in this town in this venue, but all around the cricketing world. Is, everybody has grappled with how to honour him. The fact that we look across at the Shane Warne stand is such a big part of that. So Cricket Australia yesterday announced the test, the Men's Test Player of the Year. It's going to be named in his honour. That's right. The Australian Cricket Awards are taking place on the 30th of January. And for posterity moving forward, the Men's Test Player of the Year will receive the Shane Warne medal. And for someone who um, is in the... Wisdom's top five greatest uh, players of all time. We think that's a, a really fitting tribute. And I, I spoke to Shane's dad, Keith, um, and he was, he was um, delighted to accept that, that honour, which we were absolutely thrilled with. So, um, yeah, I think there's been some great performances uh, so far in the series. So it's going to be a few people putting their hands up for the inaugural Shane Warne medal. Yes, yeah, so it will be a, a good one to win. Uh, you look pretty calm. You're not breaking out in sweats. Are you a man working to a 5pm deadline, Nick? 5pm deadline? Channel 7? They put an ultimatum to you? Oh, I look, I can't, um, as I've said before, can't talk about commercially uh, confidential discussions. But um, what I will say is the discussions are progressing uh, very well and hopefully we'll have some uh, announcements to be made in the not-too-distant future. Just to find the not-too-distant future for us, is that... It? Yeah, I don't want to re ask the same question, but are you working to a 5pm? Give us an answer. Um, again, I can't, I can't comment on confidential discussions. What I, what I will say is that we're working to uh, do the best deal that we can in the best interests of Australian cricket, and um, there's a lot, a lot to work through. So there's no, uh, fixed, there's no fixed timeline, but um, discussions are progressing well. Are the spirit of those holding, or is it inevitable that uh, as you get to the pointy end of these things, every sport would say, no, she gets a little bit cutthroat now? Uh, look, again, I won't, won't comment, but we've had really strong interest um, throughout the process um, from, from all parties. And um, I think what we saw yesterday, you know, we've seen over a million people come through the gates to watch international cricket this year and the the interest we've seen and the spirit of the discussions is is reflective of the fact that cricket is our our national sport it's our, our only truly national and international sport um you know i think i think boxing day uh, there's no better um there's no better uh, picture to demonstrate that and then of course after after play we lead straight into two fantastic last over finishes with the with the big bash so um uh, so no, the, the discussions have been have been really positive. Yeah, you, are you confident in your product? Uh, confident in the in the breadth and depth of uh, of, of the product, uh, and I think it, I mean cricket is it is unique in the sense it's it's got three formats and we've got an absolutely thriving women's game. Um, 
so it's, it's it's complex, but there's there's something for for everyone. And I mean, people have talked for I think decades about the kind of the, the death of Test cricket, and we just see Test cricket thriving. We see the ratings going. Uh, up and up. Uh, we've got a, a fantastic schedule ahead over the next the next eight years. So um, no, there's a lot of a lot of confidence in the product. But there's equally there's I think like all sports, um, you know, there's competing uh, competing interests for for people's time um, uh, and and energy. And the main thing is we just want to see um, kids uh, picking up a bat, bat and ball. And, and ultimately, that's the, they're the they're the the fans of the future. When we spoke on the morning of day two in Brisbane, I hadn't quite envisaged that that's where it would finish, Nick. Were you disappointed with a two-day test? Uh, thrilled with the result. <laughs> um, um, I think yeah, what, what we said at the beginning of the series is yeah, we want to see really great competitive uh, cricket. I think the fact that it was a very fast-moving test um, is reflective of, of the quality of these the pace attacks. I mean, I think we were... A little bit nervous as well, losing four wickets in the in the second innings, even though we were chasing uh, a low a low total. Clearly, um, you know we want want to see a really great uh, contest and balance between um, bat and ball. And I think we saw that here yesterday at the MCG. Uh, there were there was a that, that great partnership, hundred partnership, uh, and we so there were runs on, runs on offer. I think this pitch is going to get get better and better. Um, so. Um, you know, ideally, we'd we'd see Tesco right down to the the last session of of um, of the last uh, the last match of the series, as we saw. You know, we've seen a couple of times. We've seen yeah. it seen it in India. I've seen it with a couple of the Ashes Tests last season. So, did something go wrong in Brisbane? Would you be of that view? Oh, look, I think it was it was um, unseasonably green in um, uh, at the Gabba. I think the. The curators across the country have been dealing with a lot of weather, and also a T20 World Cup ahead of it. So um, there've been there've been challenges, um, but the you know the ICC uh, produced their rating after the match, Richie Richardson, uh, and that was below average. So you know I think that rating says that you know we'd like to see better in the future. Did is it costly? So is it is it costly on a commercial front to? There are administrators who have said day five is costly, so not everybody holds the view that they want the, the test to go to the last session of the last day, but is, does two days leave a, a financial shortfall? We don't like giving refunds to the ticket holders that are bought on day three and four, so there, there, there is a cost from that perspective. But as much as that, I think the fans, uh, the fans miss out. That said, over the weekend in Brisbane, uh, it was compelling viewing. You couldn't, literally, you could not leave your seat. Um, whether that was actually at the Gabba or whether that was sitting at home in front of the TV. Um, so yeah, I think those that came got amazing value for money. But as I said, we'd love to see Tesco go all the way. South Africa were last here for Boxing Day in 2008. Is the, is the reality that this will be their last Boxing Day appearance, given the way the international calendar is shifting? Um, we hope not. They're not um, scheduled to come again for Boxing Day during the next FTP, which was published in August. Um, they obviously haven't been here for 14 years, so I think you know, we can't take away that this is a really special series, um, but you know, they're, I think they um, still will now, they're at number three in the World Test Championship uh, table, and um, you know, clearly right up there in terms of, of Test cricket, and 
you know, it's, it's remarkable that the last three series that they've played in Australia, um, that South Africa have won those series. So um, really, um, really hard-fought contest, uh, a, a great rivalry, and we'd certainly hope to see them in the future. But I, I think in realistic terms, um, that future might be uh, a number of years away. Yeah. The... We saw yesterday, Cam, what a timeline. $3.5 million at the IPL auction. I, I am interested, as the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, so that's flattering for Cam Green and a prized asset. Does it also send a bit of a tremor that the franchise, I'm going to presume, is paying four or five times what his central contract with you would be? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've, we, I've talked very kind of openly with the players and we, we talk about it a lot um, you know, with uh, colleagues across across the game, for us to see Australian talent um, doing really well in the IPL is basically a great barometer of the health of the Australian cricket system. So I'm absolutely over the moon for for, for Cam. I mean, they've clearly seen uh, his his potential. I think that T20 series uh, when he when we played away just before the start of the the World Cup was a real breakout moment for him uh, in, in India. And ultimately, um, we want to make sure that, and I think the players, uh, they continue to, they, they all continue to strive to play uh, for Australia. Um, and, uh, but, but ultimately, if we, can, if we can give players opportunities to play, particularly in the IPL where there's, there is a window and you've got a collection of all the best players in the world, that provides great development opportunities for our for our players coming back into um, into and leading into T20 World Cups and the like. Could you envisage a moment where a young player's loyalty is pulled at by the sheer weight of money in in the IPL, uh, as opposed to what the tradition has always been at home? Again, I'd like to think that uh, they're complementary. Uh, I think we've seen certain players towards the end of their career from different countries kind of go on to the T20 circuit and become kind of T20 journeymen, as, as you like. Um, but you can't take away, I mean, I'm looking at, at the teams, you know, warming up the, the infrastructure, the systems, the support that we provide to our um, centrally contracted players enables them to perform and enables, enables them to command uh, the types of, of auction Price that that Cam attracted, so I, I would like to think that uh, it's complimentary. Next Christmas night, do you think we'll be watching the BBL? Oh, that's a good question, uh, Jared. I I think it's something we'll certainly talk about between uh, the end of the season as we as we do the season wrap on on the Big Bash. Uh, but it it is something that we'll we'll talk at length to players and to uh, also to the clubs and and to the venues. Uh, but you know, I think um, yeah, I'd be interested in the views of your of your listeners. Uh, but certainly, for, for me, the dirt, the dearth of uh, it would have been nice to turn on the TV and uh, and, and watch a bit of bit of T20 cricket. Um, so, um, but at the end of the day, it is it is a really crowded schedule for our um, particularly our, our T20 players. It's unlike unlike the football season where you're playing every weekend. Yep. They're they're playing a match pretty much. Every kind of two, two and a half 
uh, days. So um, there's, there's various, there's, there's lots of considerations, but and we won't be making any decisions without um, really extensive consultation with the players and the clubs. It looks like the NBL was a triumph. 7,000 people went, which was the great social experiment, is would people go out on Christmas night? The answer was yes, and it feels like the television ratings, while they're not fully finalised yet, are excellent. I've always BBL is the most perfect Christmas night product. Will you study what happened with the NBL? Very much so. Um, I think it's a really good case study. And, you know, I think the fans, uh, I mean, clearly it's, it'd be a great way to spend Christmas, Christmas night, but we have to take into consideration all the different factors um, and, all, and particularly, particularly those of the players who, um, again, have a really, really crowded schedule. And, you know, I, know I think I speak for probably players, administrators, um, you know, everyone kind of running the game. Um, it is it's actually a, a day kind of that's set aside where you can stop, spend time with family. Um, it's actually it's a good thing as well. Last one, and I just want to workshop my little thought bubble with you. I don't want you to indulge me either, right? I think the Boxing Day test should start each day at midday. I marvel every year at the number of people who get here for the first ball at 10.30. Um, but I think if we nudged it back to fit with the festive mood of the town so I feel like I've I'm, I feel like I know the sporting rhythms of this town having grown up here if you could give people the instead of having to get up at eight o'clock get the family organized get on the train get here if you could give them till 10 o'clock so that they were here for the first ball at 12 and play through till 7 30 which is perfectly fine for light I've been plotting this for years the only way we get knocked off if, is there's a storm and we're not playing anyway is there any merit to having this as the festive test and giving people just that little bit of extra time the morning after, maybe the most exhausting day of the year, to get to the cricket for a first ball at 12? Well, Gerard, it's, um, if that ever happens, uh, you're going to heard it here first and we'll have to call it... Uh, you, you'll get, certainly get the credit for, for the idea. I mean, I came down yesterday morning. I was outside the ground at 7 o'clock, 7.30, and there were people, um, loads of people around, going to breakfast, catching up with friends. Um, so... You know, it's, I think it's a it's a really interesting concept. It's not something that we have specifically considered till now, um, but um, we were just I think we were thrilled um, for the uh, with the turnout yesterday. And there is something about being there on the first ball mm. at Boxing Day, um, and um, I don't know whether there's a bit of something that actually, you know getting yourself out on, on Boxing Day and making sure you're there for the first ball. It is, it's that moment of reunion. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be a, a very interesting debate. In my pet theory, I reckon you'd, you, your crowd wouldn't just rise, it would actually rise significantly. 10, 15,000 people who know they would get here for the first ball. My gut feeling is that if you know you're not going to make it by 10.30, let's just not go Boxing Day and we'll figure out another day. But if you if your hit point is twelve, I reckon you get to twelve. Right. Anyway, that's my pet theory. No, good stuff. It's good to see you, Nick. Excellent. See you in Sydney. Cheers, Jared.